الحمد للہ الحمد للہ وکفا والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذین استفا اما بعد فاعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم قل هل يستوی الذین يعلمون والذین لا يعلمون انما يتذکر اولو الالباب وقال النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم كلكم خطاؤون وخير الخطائين التوابون أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen Mothers and sisters Last week We discussed The incident of the three people Who had trapped in the cave and then all of them presented some amal that they had done solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and with the barakat of those amal they begged Allah Ta'ala's help and the help of Allah Ta'ala came and they were saved what we mentioned at that time was that many a times there are things that are done which apparently don't seem to have any major impact. Whether it's a positive action, we don't think that this will bring any major good. And especially as discussed last week, that it could never have crossed the minds of those three people that those good actions that they did the good actions which were discussed in detail last week, one person, the good action of the respect and the ikram of his parents, the other person, the good action of looking after the employee's wealth and then making ihsan upon him, and the third person, the very good action of restraining oneself from the evil desires and from the temptations, and for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, leaving the sin and going away. Now these were actions at that time which were extremely great actions. But the person, it's very unlikely that it could have crossed his mind that the good and the benefit of this action will be even experienced in dunya in such a way that it will become a means of saving me from a life and death situation. It will save me from the brink of death. It will save me from a very agonizing and painful death by starvation. Or whatever way that would have been. But this amal will become the means it could have never crossed his mind at that time. But it happened. That good action brought the goodness. The respect for the parents, the ikram of the parents, it brought its goodness the respect uh, and the khidmat or the, the good that the person showed to the employee, it brought the goodness. The ihsan he made to someone, it brought his goodness. And the person not getting caught in the trap of nafs and shaitan, trampling that wrong desire, that temptation towards haram, that brought its goodness. It brought it in dunya. What is, if dunya, there was such great benefit for it, 
What is in the Akhirat is obviously far, far greater. It is beyond imagination. So these were the good actions that were done. And likewise, and the rewards of it were experienced in dunya. The benefit of it was experienced in dunya. What is in the Akhirat is far beyond that. So this is the one part of it that many a times we do something positive, mashallah, good actions, but we take it for granted. We take it for granted that, well, it's something good I did, that's it. Whereas this is something very great, it will bring very great goodness. And especially these particular things that have happened in this riwayat, in this hadith sharif, the aspect of respect. This was respect to the person's parents, ikram of the parents, respect of the parents, respect and ikram. Then that ihsan and that favor to that employee. And in it is so many other lessons also, the discharging of the amanat, on top of that the favor. And then the crushing of the haram temptation and not getting involved in that sin. Now these especially are very great actions and they bring very great goodness. Likewise, sometimes a person does something negative, does something sinful, does something that is impermissible, and the person does not think anything about it. The person takes it for granted. The person thinks, well, this is something which has come and gone, it has passed, so what's the big deal about it? But whereas, that has a very great impact. Sometimes it has a very severe impact. And it sometimes comes in a way that we just didn't expect it, we couldn't fathom how it happened like this, what happened. But often this is due to some kind of major problem in this, in some regard. Now here we spoke about the good that these people did. It brought the very great benefit. The good, there were three aspects here. One was respect. The other was that ikram and ihsan and doing good for somebody and especially obviously to the extent of the good the person who had taken care of that employee's wealth and then invested it and then this huge flock of animals so this was a very big ihsan so to the extent of the ihsan to that extent the benefit came and then the person who was in a very very extreme situation of temptation and in this extreme situation of temptation he still held his ground, he did not slip in that last moment, he turned to Allah Ta'ala, and as a result, he got saved from that haram, he moved away from that sin, so because he was in a very severe situation, but he still made the mujahada, he got rewarded accordingly. So the opposite of these three things, these are also, just as these three things brought tremendous good, the opposite of it is tremendously dangerous. The first aspect was respect. Respect brought great good. Likewise, disrespect brings great harm. Disrespect brings such harm that many other things don't bring that kind of harm. Then the second thing was ikram and ihsan. It brought great good. The opposite of it would be zulm, oppression of any kind. And whoever we are oppressing, 
any kind of oppression, this brings tremendous harm. It brings harm in the akhirat, obviously. That zulm and oppression is a darkness on the day of Qiyamat. But it brings its harm even in dunya. This is among the things which is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that it brings his harm even in dunya. Severe harm. And the third thing was getting involved or rather saving oneself from severe temptation. It brought its great goodness. A person just chasing his desires. That's the opposite. Just chasing desires. Whatever comes in the heart I must do. That obviously is a destruction Allah Ta'ala says, don't follow your desires, you'll get completely deviated. So now these are the things that, while on the one hand we have to be very uh, eager to try and do the good, we have to be equally and in fact more careful and conscious that we don't get involved in the opposite aspects. Among the opposite aspects, the first thing we discussed was respect. Respect is something that it sometimes becomes, or rather that we're talking about the opposite, disrespect. Disrespect becomes a disease. When a person starts conducting himself or herself in a disrespectful manner, this becomes like a disease. First it starts off with disrespect, for example, of one's colleagues one's classmates, or somebody is a little bit elder than us maybe, somebody might be our age also, but every person deserves some respect, but there's just complete disrespect sometimes, for our classmates, for people who we think are our equal, or we regard them to be even, that should never be the case, we regard them to be lesser than us, maybe sometimes a person comes from a different uh, background, the person might be speaking a different language sometimes. The person might be from a different nationality, a different race group. All these things are the signs of Allah Ta'ala. A different language, that's a sign of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala created all the languages. The different colors of people, Allah Ta'ala created people in that manner. لِتَعَارَفُ Allah Ta'ala says, so you may recognize one another. Who's who? This is a form of recognition. But now when a person starts thinking differently about these things, then he takes people for granted and then starts disrespecting people or anyone for that matter. But because a person starts thinking, I am better, I am somebody. So pride starts bringing about disrespect. And a person has pride and pride is an atom bomb. It destroys a person completely. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam says, the person who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed, such a person will not enter Jannat. Can we imagine? Mustard seed. And a person won't enter Jannat because of this extent of pride. Until he goes through Jahannam, if Allah doesn't forgive him, he'll have to go through Jahannam and get cleansed with the fire of Jahannam. Then, because of his Iman, he'll go to Jannat. But what is serious malady? But now when this pride is there, the pride will breed disrespect. First, for those who are of our age, those who are younger than us, those who are maybe just slightly elder than us, one, two years elder, or we regard them as our contemporaries, our meaning classmates or somebody one class ahead of us, they're all regarded as now part of us. 
So we just go about anyhow, dealing with anybody anyhow, disrespecting. Then with our siblings, we'll disrespect them. It might be somebody a few years elder than us, our elder sister, elder brother. But respect is lost. We deal anyhow with them. But now when this starts off, disrespect starts off at this level, it doesn't stop there. Sometimes Allah forbid it starts off at any level. But even if it starts off at this level now, disrespect, a person can't be bothered how he's talking to somebody. He might not agree with someone, but the disagreement doesn't mean that he has the license to be disrespectful. Disagreement is something else. That disagreement can happen if it is within the limits of Shariat and it's happening with respect, then that is in its place. But that too requires that a person who has knowledge, in-depth knowledge, he has the right of disagreement. A person who doesn't have in-depth knowledge, then he must quietly be a follower of somebody of in-depth knowledge. Allah says, you don't know, you don't have that in-depth knowledge, then you follow the people of knowledge. So you take one person who is a person who you have confidence in in the light of what the general, the ulama kiram etc. have confidence in such a person, in his knowledge. Then one person's fatwa you follow, one person's direction you follow and you keep quiet about the rest. You don't get into any argument, any issues about anybody else's view because you don't have the knowledge to get into that. You stick to the one personality you are following and you take his direction and you carry on from there and you keep quiet about the rest. And all you are required to do is to keep asking what is the right thing I should be doing. So in any case what we are saying is that first it starts off at this level of disrespect one's siblings, one's classmates, etc. So a person talks anyhow, he just gives abrupt answers, rude answers, just keeps back-chatting. But now as we started off by saying that disrespect is a disease. When a person starts disrespecting people at one level, it doesn't stop there. Then it grows. Because this is like a weed. Now first that weed was small, but then it doesn't stay small all its life, unless it's uprooted. Unless a person takes it and throws it out, then it will die off. This is an extremely dangerous situation and disrespect as we said just as the aspect that was discussed first just as respect brings tremendous good it saves a person from so many difficulties in dunya the barakat of it comes when a person is in a real fix the person is jammed up in the corner and the barakat of this comes likewise or the opposite of it is that disrespect really pushes a person in the corner. Disrespect really makes life difficult for a person. If not immediately in time, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala cautions regarding disrespect. That Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam deserved the highest respect from every creation of Allah Ta'ala and every human being. Nobody deserved Respect as high as the respect of Rasulullah. Since he deserved such high respect, disrespect was equally dangerous and so dangerous it was fatal for a person's iman. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says that 
don't call to Nabi Sallallahu like you call to one another without any title of respect without being concerned because you're shouting at your classmate find somebody else who's your equal then you can shout to the person take the person's name and shout to the person and attract his attention but Nabi Sallallahu no, no, no you cannot conduct yourself in that manner and don't raise your voice above his voice the Sahaba were being cautioned otherwise أَن تَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ because Nabi Islam deserved such high respect disrespect even of this level can result in all your a'mal and all your actions getting completely wiped out and you will not even know what happened you will not even realize what happened you will be completely unaware that what happened but in the meantime what happened everything got nullified zero you won't know what happened in this a'mal the Mufassirin explained is even iman iman is an amal also but Allah forbid what the person is being warned about that this respect can cause you to lose your iman respect, disrespect of Rasulullah so while Nabi Wasallam's position obviously was the highest in Nobody, no insan could ever reach close to that position. But likewise, those who are on the path of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, those who are teaching the deen of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, those who are teaching the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they are teaching us whatever is good for us, then they also deserve a very high level of respect. Our teachers, our mallimas, likewise our parents obviously are on the top of the list. And on a general note, any senior of deen, any person senior in age, all these people deserve respect from us. Any person who has any position among people, they deserve respect. Anzilun nasa manazilahum, Nabi Islam says, treat people according to their position. You will not deal with everybody in the same manner. You cannot deal with your younger sister and your aunt in the same manner that how you talk to your younger sister you talk to your aunt in the same way and obviously you can't talk to your mother in the same way that way sometimes your younger sister certain things would be okay you talk to her in that manner but you can't talk to your grandmother in that manner you can't talk to your some your neighbor elderly neighbor in that manner so you got to treat people according to their position this is a teaching of deen this primary aspect in this is respect so somebody who has a position of a teacher they are teaching us deen especially let alone deen a person is teaching us anything we have to respect them but especially deen then this is of a very high thing and this is the reason why those who understood this they conducted themselves in that manner Hazrat Zaid bin Thabit he was one day about to mount his horse Abdullah bin Abbas very great personality in deen Hebrew Ummah he was the sage of the Ummah very great alim of deen and he was the mufassir of the Ummah but Zaid bin Thabit was a very senior alim among the Sahaba Ikram as soon as Ibn Abbas saw this because he was younger in age also 
he immediately went and he held on to the the stirrup the part in which the foot is placed and then the person will then mount the animal so he held on to it to make it easy to climb into it so Zaid bin Thabit said please please don't do this because he's the cousin of Nabi he felt a bit embarrassed that now the cousin of Nabi he is uh, doing this for me, this khidmat for me so Zaid bin Thabit nevertheless held on to it uh, Abdullah bin Abbas held on to it so internal Zaid bin Sabit he took the hand of Abdullah bin Abbas and he kissed it so he asked what are you doing he said no this is how he first Abdullah bin Abbas said no this is how we have been taught to treat our teachers and seniors Abdullah bin Abbas when he said this Zaid bin Sabit took his hand and he kissed it quickly he replied what are you doing he said this is how we have been taught to treat the family of Rasulullah with the respect so can we see the respect from both sides one is saying that this is the respect I have to show my teachers other is saying you are the family of Nabi I got to respect you in this way Imam Shaba Rahimahullah very great muhaddis very very great muhaddis and now obviously being such a great muhaddis there would be he had numerous students thousands of students but sometimes it would happen that some student had acquired some hadith from another muhaddith and he related this hadith to the ustad which the ustad didn't have access to before this he hadn't received this hadith prior to this because now this we are talking about the very early ages so it is his statement that anybody who taught me one hadith maybe he was even my student I am his slave I have become his slave. In other words, this was the value of ilm in their hearts and the value of the teachers of ilm in their hearts that I am his slave. Now can we imagine what is the value of ilm and the value of those who teach us ilm and how we are supposed to respect them. So sometimes it might happen that we might not be happy about something. We are insan. Not necessarily that we will be right. Sometimes we might could even be right also. Sometimes we might be wrong, but we are not happy about something. If we are wrong, obviously, and even if we are right about something, we are not happy about something. Something maybe what the Muallima might have said to us, or how we might have been treated sometime, we might think that this was incorrect treatment, which is not necessarily the case. We could be far away from the truth and the reality. But in any case, sometimes we might not be happy about something. But not being happy about something, that's something we have to make sabr on. It does not give us the license for any kind of disrespect, for any backchatting, for any kind of uh, mocking, gesturing, anything that will be disrespectful. If something needs to be addressed, it has to be addressed with respect. It has to be addressed with ikram. It has to be addressed in a way that we don't incur the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. It has to be addressed in a way that we don't harm ourselves. Because if we get down the road of disrespect, for now it might seem that we had the upper hand in something. For now it might seem that we were the ones who won the day. 
but really we lost. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us. Sometimes when that loss finally comes, it comes in a way that we can't even now make amends. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. This is something that we can never take for granted, we can never take lightly. The aspect of disrespect is very, very serious. Very serious. And disrespect, as mentioned, happens in words, in words sometimes, in what a person said. person said something disrespectful. For example, the Mu'allima said something, and the student, for example, replies or says, what you're saying is wrong. Now, that's totally disrespectful, obviously. Very high level of disrespect. Hazrat Mawlana Qasim Nanoti Rahmatullahi was a very great alim, a giant of an alim. His sheikh was Haji Imdadullah Sahib Muhajir Makki Rahmatullahi, who was not a formally qualified alim. The ilm Allah Ta'ala blessed him with was tremendous. But he had not formally completed the studies of the alim cause. So now outwardly, Mawlana Qasim Nanoti Rahmatullahi was a greater alim. Once, the Hadim Dadullah Sahib Rahmatullahi had written one kitab, and he gave it to Mawlana Qasim Nanoti Rahmatullahi to transcribe it, or to, to, to copy it down, make another copy of it or whatever. Somewhere in the course of that book, there was some error of dictation, meaning he had dictated it in the, of writing, the person writing it wrote it little wrongly. Instead of a Ayn, he wrote a Hamza or something of that nature, meaning the spelling, there was a spelling error. There was a spelling error somewhere. So now, as he's copying it, he came across a spelling error. So what he did was, he left that space blank for that one word. And he continued writing the rest. After he completed, he came and he showed the kitab to the Sheikh and he said to him that this word I did not understand. Now he is attributing this to his deficiency that I didn't understand what this word is. So the Hadith Imdadullah Sahib looked at it, he said, Oh, this is a wrongly spelt word. It's supposed to be spelt like this. Now, not that he didn't know it, or Qasim Nanuti Rahmatullah definitely knew it. He knew 100% what is the issue here. But he did not even make that known in that way that look I found this mistake here he put it to him I didn't understand this now, this was the respect and people who had that respect Allah Ta'ala took them to this tremendous heights that their knowledge then spread far and wide and they benefited multitudes of people they benefited entire nations and their knowledge is gone through every nook and corner of the world and he's being passed on and inshallah this will carry on till Qiyamah so one of the very important ingredients that made all this happen was the ingredient of respect they had this level of respect so now one is to say the wrong thing to say it, say something disrespectful that is disrespect also the other is to say the right thing in a disrespectful manner so now the person is saying something which the words okay, but the manner in which he is being said is disrespectful, he is being said loudly he is being said abruptly he is being said in a sort of in a accusing manner or it is being said in a way that is belittling somebody the words might be right, but it is sarcastic 
that too is very serious disrespect. Sometimes nothing is said, but the facial expression, the manner of how a person looked at that time. Somebody now said something, we're looking at the person with glaring eyes now, staring back at the person with an angry face maybe also. Obviously that's severe disrespect. The person didn't say one word, but the expressions of the person were expressions of severe disrespect. And all these things have very, very serious consequences later. So as we mentioned that insan is insan, kullukum khatta'oon wa khayrul khatta'in at-tawwaboon, that we all make mistakes, but the best of those who make mistakes are those who repent. We might have made mistakes about how we reacted with our parents, how we spoke to them, how we dealt with them. If we slipped up somewhere, we should not be proud. That's our parents. We should go and seek their forgiveness. We should go and patch up the situation. We should go and ask them for forgiveness. They will have already forgiven us. Parents' heart is a different heart. But we should still go and ask for that forgiveness. Because this will please their heart as well. And this will give us the barakat of their barakat for the way forward also. So now we need to go and clear that up. We have disrespected, for example, Allah forbid we disrespected some teacher, some mu'allima. We have to make sure that we clear that up. We go and ask for forgiveness. Some senior in deen, some person who is above us in some way, in, in age, in knowledge, we disrespected them in some way, we asked their forgiveness. Somebody might be our junior also. We disrespected them, we seek their forgiveness also. So we make sure that we don't leave any aspect of the disrespect still hanging over our heads. Otherwise this could create a problem for us now, it could create a problem for us later also. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. So while on the one hand, the good brings tremendous benefits as we discussed in the hadith about the three people who were trapped in the cave, that their good brought so much of benefit for them. Likewise, the opposite side is also true, that the negative aspects, disrespect, zulm, and chasing temptations, chasing one's desires, this brings tremendous harm and problems and difficulties in dunya. Allah forbid what is in the akhirat is way beyond that also. Unless a person made Tawbah, Allah Ta'ala forgave him. So this is something we need to be very conscious about. We need to make an effort for. We need to make dua. Ya Allah, bless me with good character. Bless me with adab. Bless me with respect for everything. And help me to become a true servant of yours. A person who will fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah in all aspects of life. In his, how his character was. Make my character like that. How he spoke, enable me to speak in that way. So when we will keep making dua for it, we will make an effort for it. Take people's duas for it also. Ask people, our parents, our seniors, our muallimas, others, make dua for me. Allah Ta'ala, make me a pious person, make me a person with good akhlaq, make me a respectful person. Ask our colleagues to make dua for us. Inshallah, we don't know, somebody's dua will finally hit the mark and our work will get done. In this way, we will succeed in dunya also. And the main thing is, we will succeed in the akhirat. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. 
اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين